today, Sally Lucas joining us. We're going to Vietnam. How nice. And we're going to look at the world's ultimate train trips coming your way. There may be a few other bits and pieces along with Sally today to NURFM. We're talking travel with Sally Lucas. Sally, one of the world's great countries, and aren't there so many of them? Yes, of <laughs> Vietnam, course. we're heading there. Well, actually, I should get you to do the program today because you've been to Vietnam more times than I have. So, I mean, you're the expert, uh, not me today. Um, however, I, I have been there a couple of times, and I thought we haven't talked about that part of the world for a long time. So I just a new brochure came in the other day and it just jogged my memory and thought, yes, we need to talk about Vietnam again. And maybe a little bit, I, I was reminiscing about a trip I did, um, gosh, it'd be 10 or more years ago now, into the northeastern region of Thailand, the Isan region, which is a place not many people go to and it's not promoted um, as a tourist destination. So anyway, but we'll go to Vietnam first. And of course, everyone knows Ho Chi Minh City or Saigon. I mean, the oldies still call it Saigon rather than Ho Chi Minh. Um, and of course, Hanoi being the capital. So we go from north to south. It's such a long country, Jane, isn't it? With a very long coastline. Huge coastline. It is. It's immense. And um, it's so different. And of course, you've got to re uh, remember you've got different seasons at different parts of Vietnam as well. So it's not like it's, you know, it's all winter at the one time or all summer at the one time. It, it has varying dry and, or not, not, not very dry seasons, I suppose, but certainly rainy seasons from hot seasons. So always be careful when you go. I mean, basically, I guess your hottest time is when it's our winter. So I usually say to people, and you get a lot of rain when it's tropical, same when you go to Queensland or the Northern Territory here in our summer. So it's their summer. So you really try and avoid that. Of course, once you go north to the way to the north, like Sapa, etc., up in those regions near the Chinese border, you've got to remember they have a definite winter. So it can get quite cold. So so keep that in mind you as well. You need a jumper. Oh, more than a jumper, I'd, I'd say, depending on when you're there, of course, Jane. But look, it is a fascinating country and, and there's just so much to do and excellent range of, you know, museums, old quarters, markets. Um, it's it's got something for everyone, really, and you've got such scenic areas, you know, whether it be Halong Bay or the other bays that are near there that have got beautiful casts as well, and the limestone casts, which are just fantastic. Sapa, as we mentioned, where you've got the wonderful ethnic minorities there, like the Hmong people, etc. The incredible, as you mentioned off air, Jane, up in that region, the beautiful rice terraces as well. But there's all sorts of lovely walks you can do and trekking in, in the uh, Franzipan Mountain, and I didn't realise there was a waterfall called the Love Waterfall there. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Maybe it's where all the honeymooners go or something like that. Because Sapa was renowned initially where a lot of the Vietnamese did go for their honeymoons. Whether they are still doing that, I don't know. But um, but in the middle, of course, you've got Phong Na. Now, that's quite interesting because they've got the largest and second largest cave in the world. Uh, as in that part of Vietnam, which is a little skinny bit in the middle between the north and the south. So it's sort of north of Hue, which is on the Perfume River, and Hoi An, of course, is to the south. And Hoi An, of course, as we all know, or you may not know, is a World Heritage Village, um, always famous for its tailoring and its beautiful, lovely little shops and galleries and nice little bars and restaurants. And you're close to the beach, etc. If you really want beachy, then you can still go down to Nha Trang or out to any of the other islands. Like there's another island way down to the south now, to the southwest. Um, I'm probably going to get my Vietnamese pronunciation wrong, Jane, but you can correct me. Um, Phu Quoc. 
Very uh, good. Oh, good. So, you know, if you want a lovely, just away from it all, part to if you've been really doing the hustle and bustle of Vietnam, which a lot of it is, it is hustle and bustle, particularly in Ho Chi Minh City, as you can attest to, Jane. I guess where it's changed, though, once it was motorbikes, which were a lot easier to negotiate around, whereas now you've got to deal with cars, which is a little bit more tricky. Um, so you do have to be careful crossing the roads, the travel at your will or cross at your will. Um, but look, fascinating part of the world. And the food, I just love the food. Oh, it's amazing. It's and so the fresh. Smiles. Oh, the smiles. Yeah, they're such happy people, aren't they? Such welcome. When you think what they went through with the Vietnam War, how forgiving they've become, you know, to us, to the Americans. And, you know, everything that happened to them in that period was, was pretty horrible. But, like, they've come out the other side and they, they you know, love, love having tourists visit. And I'm sure they've been suffering the lack thereof over the last couple of years. So, yeah, maybe you'd like to add it back into your bucket list to, to go and really enjoy. And you, know, you can do it in an adventurous way, like you can go caving, kayaking, canoeing, as we said, trekking. Well, you don't have to do it that way. You can do it in a relaxed manner. You can have your own car and driver, which we've done a few times. And it's, it's, it's very reasonably priced. You know, if you don't want to go on an organised tour and you want to organise your own tour, off you go with your own car and driver. You can stop where you like take photos when you like, you know, do it in a leisurely manner. So um, any favourites for you, Jane, that you love of Vietnam? Has you got a favourite spot there? Oh, I love lots around the north. Yes, uh, that's, yeah. that's it is interesting, isn't very it? Very interesting. And yet some of the south is too, you know, when you go of down course. to those river regions south of the Mekong even, like, you know, Bao Kai and some of those places where you see the floating markets and uh, very and fascinating as well. And that's the thing, you can still see life as it has been lived for centuries. Yes, even though it's changed. Changing like everywhere does with with over the years as it has. I was only discussing the other day my, when I went to China. I think it was eighty seven. Well, you, can you imagine China then to now? There wasn't a skyscraper in sight. Mm. You know, there was still very very simple cities and very simple life. So tourism does change places. But yes. you know, at least for the time being in Vietnam, you can still get into these lovely rural areas where it hasn't changed very much at all. And I mean, that's the delight of, of going to places like this, I think anyway. I agree. R- rather than the cities. They're, get out there and explore. Yeah, in any country, whether it's France, whether it's Vietnam or whatever, you know, you, I know you might want to see a city and say you've been there, but like spend more of your time out in the regions. Mm. Get yeah. to know the and get to know the locals, the country and the locals. And we are talking travel with Sally Lucas, and well, there's something still magical about trains. I think we first they came into our consciousness in the 1800s, but they're still slightly romantic. I think in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think so, Jane. I think we all got carried away once air travel started, and everyone got excited because they could get somewhere quicker. And you know, there were all these cheap deals came out. When I can remember early on the travel industry, we had jet about holidays and all oh, these. Yes. cheap deals to Singapore and everyone was so excited and then we got such a bad rap because a lot of um, Aussies who were these uh, FCO stubbies and thong crowds started going to Singapore and they were horrified because men didn't wear shorts like that you wear long pants and you wear long sh- oh it was such a funny time when I look back <laughs> on it but yes I think we've reverted back to the fact that we don't always want to go everywhere in a hurry anymore we like to just stop and smell the roses and enjoy the trip um, you know okay yes you've got to get a plane to get you there but maybe where, wherever you it is you're going it's nice to still 
for part of it to slow down and have a slower part of your holiday. And be on at ground level. <laughs> yes, definitely be at ground level. So this was just an article that was in um, one of the travel supplements recently and it's called, you know, the world's ultimate train trips and one of them might be one you've done or one you might be wanting to do. So there's one here, we'll start with New Zealand, of course, which is the famous Transalpine Express, which is a wonderful journey. It's only 220 kilometres from Christchurch to Greymouth, but you're going across the beautiful third Canterbury Plain, the part of the Southern Alps, you get beach forests, you get lots of beautiful scenery. So it's, it's a really interesting trip if you're going to New Zealand to include part of that in your trip. The next one is in Japan and it's called the Seven Stars in Kyushu and it was Japan's first luxury sleeper train and it still remains one of the best ways to explore the um, highlights of the country's third largest island from the hot springs and volcanoes to your traditional mountain villages and there's two and four day round trip itineraries there and this is um, near the main city of while you're there is Fukuoka so you're going to do some really interesting train travel through that part of Japan. Of course, Australia, we have discussed before, we don't need to talk about it probably much today, the GAN or the GAN, as it should be, hard to beat. Everyone you talk to that's done it just loves it and loves the the off-train experiences and the food and everything on board. They just find it such a wonderful journey to do. And of course, the Indian Pacific we know as well and the Great Southern. So we've got three great longer-style train journeys that we can do in Australia. In Peru, you've got the Andean Explorer, which will take you to the former Incan Incan capital of Cusco, of course, which is way up in the Andes. And you also go to Puno on the shores of Lake Titicaca. So that's a wonderful thing to do. You can also have the option there to extend your journey and visit the Colca Canyon, which is one of the deepest canyons in the world. And that's on the Belmond train, which operates in Europe as well as part of the Orient Express. And it's now operates as a luxury train in Peru. Um, in India, you've got the Deccan Odyssey, and it's quite opulent, apparently. You live the lifestyle of the Maharajas. So you've got six week-long itineraries that you can do on these particular trains, either departing or arriving in Mumbai, and you're stopping at all sorts of interesting places along the way, and including Goa and, of course, including Jaipur, Udaipur, the Taj Mahal, um, Yeah, all sorts of interesting journeys there that you can do in India. Um, In Namibia, you've got Rovos Rail, which is a a nine-night itinerary that you can do, which is wonderful as well. So keep that one in mind. It's a lovely trip through through Africa. It's 3,400 kilometres between Pretoria, which is the capital, not Johannesburg. Everyone doesn't often realise that Pretoria is the capital of South Africa. And, of course, you're going all the way through South Africa, Namibia, of course, you're getting wonderful, the Fish River Canyon, uh, Susulvi National Park, the Atosha National Park, lots of wonderful things you can do there. In Scotland, you've got the Royal Scotsman, of course, and um, they say, think of it as a country house on wheels. Um, it only takes 24 guests at a time in a mahogany-clad car on an exploration sorry, of the Scottish Highlands. So that is a lovely one to do also. And then in USA, of course, the famous Rocky Mountaineer. So that's a wonderful journey through the Rockies from Vancouver all the way through to to Kamloops or part of the way, you know, through all that lovely mountain area, Banff, Lake Louise, etc. So it's a gorgeous journey. And of course, they've got the glass dome on those cars if you're paying for the gold class where you can have that beautiful 360 degree view as you're going through the Rockies, which is just quite spectacular.
So all of these, you get looked after pretty well. You do, Jane, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, kick back, relax. You know, the service and all of these trains is exceptional. Beautiful food, lovely wines, you know, etc. So it really is a little touch of luxury to add into your holiday whilst you're away. And as, as you can see, there are various destinations from, you know, the short one in New Zealand up to sort of eight, nine nights. So depending on what takes your fancy and where you are at the time. And Sally Lucas and I are talking travel. It's hot deals time, Sally Lucas. Uh, what have you got for us at the moment? All right, Jane, we have been discussing recently on air that you know, we need to book a long way ahead, of course, because everything is booking out. But just in case there is someone out there at the moment thinking I can get away soon and worried that they might not be able to get on something. So there are some tours still available with limited availability for this month, July and August, doing the Kimberley um, with AAT. So keep that in mind. They've got a few dates, different durations of mainly 11 day and there's a 15 day and even just a five day Monkey Mire, Dolphins and West Coast. They've still got some limited vacancies for July and August. So if you're still thinking that you might want to get away now in winter... That's, it's still possible. It's still possible. Um, now, also, part of the APT Travel Group and Travel Marvel, um, their 2023 um, destinational deals are all out, but they've extended them. They were due to finish at the end of June, but they've extended them through now till the 11th of July on a range of their early bird deals on European river cruises and tours, and some of them with the fly-free options or additional costs at a small additional amount, should I say, to add in airfares as well. So keep that in mind that now goes to the 11th of July. Um, also, we've got um, book your 2023 tours at 2022 prices if you book by 3 August. Um, and that's with Backroads on a range of their tours in Britain as well. So keep that in mind if you're thinking of doing that for next year. Um, this was a lovely itinerary. I just thought, Jane, I mean, South America is such a huge continent. Um, and, you know, you can't do it all, as we all know. It's just immense when you think Brazil's bigger than Australia, which is hard to yeah, conceive, isn't it? Hard, yes. It's But this is a lovely tour journey across South America. It's a 19-day itinerary. It's got guaranteed departures. Now, it is, um, it's not a cheap holiday, but you have got a lot of inclusions. So it's a bit over $8,000 per person. But like you're doing Machu Picchu, you're doing the Iguazu Falls, you're doing Lake Titicaca, La Paz, Lima, Rio de Janeiro, Cusco, the Corcovado Mountain, the Sacred Valley, Asuncion. Um, you're getting internal flights included, 18 breakfasts, good accommodation. There's train from Cusco to Acuscalientes, which is the station for Machu Picchu. Um, lots of inclusions in there as well. You've got to add your own flights onto that ex-Australia, but a beautiful itinerary if you want to do something quite immersive in South America. Also, um, Colette Tours of Europe have got a range of discounts available as well, um, up to 30% maximum discount on river cruising and 10 to 15% off a range of their other European and um, South America, Middle East, actually their worldwide tours and if you're wanting to go closer to home uh, these we've got some lovely deals at the moment going to Lord Howe, Samoa, Norfolk, uh, the Cook Islands, New Caledonia and the islands of Tahiti. Now some of those expire at various different dates from the 15th of July onwards so keep that in mind and lastly but not leastly we've got this beautiful new yacht. This only takes 100 persons. It's a luxury yacht and it's sailing a range of destinations in the Mediterranean in the Middle East at the Adriatic Sea, a Red Sea area. Everything's included Jane. 
all your meals, all your drinks, you have spa treatments, you have this, you have that, you have sure excursions, and you've only got a maximum of 100 people. Now, they've got incredible offers for 2023 with up to 25% off as well. So there are some good early bird deals still out there. Um, Get in early, as it says. Be the early bird and you get your deal. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.